Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse created by the team at the Sober Network. The Sober Network has engaged in revolutionizing the treatment industry by creating its own token economy. We offer fresh ideas to an industry that has relied on dated interventions. We are responsive to a new generation of substance users who are attached to their phones so we can impact massive social change. Our unmatched technology displays solutions of our various brands, demonstrating a thorough understanding of how we get things done. We are proving that technology, along with incentivized human accountability, provides measurable and positive outcomes. Visit us at SoberNetwork.com. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. My name is Carl, one of the co-hosts on The Sober Podcast, and we want to welcome you to today's show. I hope all of you are having an amazing day out there. My day has been fantastic so far, and on today's episode, we have Chris Thompson. He is the founder and co-creator of the Sober Sidekick app. Chris is also a person in long-term recovery, and we're going to sit down with Chris today and find out a little more about him and find out about the app that is helping people stay sober. Chris, buddy, welcome to the show, man. Carl, always a pleasure. Thank yes. you for having me. Oh, brother, I'm so glad that we were able to bring you on to the show today. Um, and, you know, we, we were going to do the recording uh, a few weeks ago, but your your girlfriend was sick. And um, then I sent you the crazy message last week saying, hey, man, are we doing the show today? And you're like, no, it's going to be for next week. And I was like, oh, yeah, good looking out. So I'm um, really happy to have you on. Always a pleasure seeing you, man. And you just got back from a vacation. Tell us what that was like. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a few weeks ago, but it's it's the first time in my life I ever stepped away like that. Um, so it was definitely refreshing and um, came back to a project that I'm very excited about, very focused <laughs> on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good to come back to a job that I don't dread and I look forward to waking up every morning. Absolutely, man. And I can totally understand that. You know, I love taking that break and, and kind of getting away from the daily routine and that daily grind that we have. Now, you're a person in recovery and mm -hmm. you're also the creator and co-founder of the Sober Sidekick app. And um, what is that like for you as a person in recovery to be working on a recovery project that helps other people in recovery? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a huge part of my own recovery is being vulnerable, being honest, um, and being of service in all areas of life. And I am by no means perfect in those areas, but I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that, um, you know, this mission requires me to work my own program to the best of my ability. And it allows me to see the promises of recovery um, in the lives of other people. That's what really motivates me is seeing other people realize their own comeback story and take those dramatic steps in recovery. And for me, just being a witness, um, just being a small part um, is just so uh, 
inspiring. And, you know, I, I essentially get paid in the dopamine rushes I get when I see people get 30 days, 60 days, a year, two years. Um, a couple uh, days ago, I had a member tell me I'm 418 days sober and I downloaded Sober Sidekick on day one. Um, and that wow. just completely made my day. Um, you know, so just being a part of that, um, just being there um, is, is what keeps me going. Wow. That's, that's so amazing, man. And gosh, I can think back to like my first year of recovery and, you know, 365 days in, man, I felt like I was on cloud nine. Like I had arrived almost, you know, but I did realize that there was a lot more work and it's, it's a journey, not, not a destination, right? We're on this path of recovery for the rest of our lives. So tell me a little bit about what recovery means to you today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the thing that addiction did for me is it gave me the opportunity. It helped me feel comfortable in my own skin. Um, it helped me cope with the fears of life, fears of rejection, fears of instability. It, in many ways, was my shield of protection. But the problem is it became the only thing I had. You know, friends slowly disappeared. Uh, opportunity slowly disappeared. And I was left with the only solution I knew, which was my addiction. And, you know, what, what sucked about that, because I tried to quit several times, cold turkey, made it a week or two, but I couldn't get anywhere without my solution for life, which was alcohol and a couple other drugs. Um, so when it came to recovery, you know, it was first realizing that my addiction in many ways had nothing to do with me, but at the same time, were all about me. You know, it's a disease where I am held bondage to the first thought in my head. You know, when I'm, when I'm under the influence, you know, I basically have to do um, what this disease that I'm powerless over tells me to do. Um, so when it came to entering recovery, you know, I, I woke up for the fourth day in a row on the sidewalk in hospital pants. It was raining and never rains in California, but it was raining that day and it was Thanksgiving day, 2018. And I asked myself, how did I get here? And, you know, that's where the first honest thought that I've had, it, had had in a long time, which was my best thinking got me here. You know, because this is a disease of the mind, you know, and it's it's bondage, bondage to self-will. Um, so, you know, when it came to vulnerability and facing my fears and building real connection, because, you know, the opposite of addiction is connection, but we can't have connection without vulnerability. I made a commitment to myself to let all of those fears go and chase my recovery, give my recovery a full thorough shot before I think about taking another drink again. And 
yeah, it was, it was a scary step at that time. You know, I was shaking. I had, I was hallucinating. Um, it took like three weeks for my brain to clear and, um, yeah, but you know, for me, my program was the 12 steps and I worked those steps, um, to the best of my ability. And what that opened up for me was a change in perspective. I don't believe I'm a stronger person than I was then. I don't believe I'm a better person than I was then. I just had a change in perspective, which has allowed me to connect with people. It's allowed me to experience life on life's terms. It's allowed me to feel all the feelings, the good and the bad. And, you know, to really embrace my comeback story, which I believe everyone who's in recovery is the most epic comeback story you're ever going to hear about. And, you know, it's, it's that connection that we get um, with other people in recovery or other people who have been there. Um, You know, the power that comes from when you talk about a vulnerable situation and someone else says, me too, I've been there. You know, it's a different kind of connection that we have with each other then, you know, most people have the opportunity to have. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit about what recovery means to me. Wow. You know, it's like you said, man, that comeback story. And you and I have heard a lot of stories. You know, I, I do the podcasting gig. You work on a app where you get to see hands on the impact that you can have on somebody's recovery journey and how your app is able to support people no matter where they are in that journey of recovery. And you Mm -hmm. talked about hearing the stories, man, and everybody has that comeback story. You know, one of the things that I really felt like when I first came into recovery was, you know, my story is so unique, but as I navigate the recovery community. And as I navigate one more day sober, one more day clean, and I'm building up that time, I've learned to focus on other things other than just the uniqueness of my story. Right. And we Mm -hmm. have to focus on the similarities rather than, than the differences is what we're taught. Right. Yeah. And so I love the fact that we can sit here today and you and I are so different from each other. I mean, not just physically, right? But we're so different. The world you grew up in was so different from the world that I grew up in and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But we can sit here today and have a conversation about the similarities of our recovery and have mm-hmm. that human connection. And that's what makes it so exciting about having apps like yours is really emphasizing the human connection that we have with each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I explain addiction to people who don't understand it or are unfamiliar with it, I explain it as the blood on your shirt, you know, because that's all it is. It's surface level. Um, You know, the situations we get ourselves into are surface level. Um, But, you know, what comes beneath that addiction is trauma. It's not having a mentor as a child. It's, you know, 
abuse. It's just feeling like you're not good enough. All these different feelings are beneath um, the wound. Yeah, addiction is just the blood on it on the shirt. And when it comes to allowing people to feel human again, because addiction is very dehumanizing. You know, there's the stereotypical alcoholic on the street or mm-hmm. um, meth head on the street or whatever. There's all these different stereotypes. Um, and it's dehumanizing. And as people fall further away from themselves, the less human they feel. And really the main purpose of this app is to allow people to feel human again, allow people to feel um, relatable again. And, you know, the blood on their shirt, like I, I have stories, you know, I've been, <laughs> I've had a machete to my throat because I stole Coke from a dealer. I, I have all different kinds of stories, but those stories really, you know, they're relevant. They matter, but they aren't relevant mm-hmm. because it's the blood on our shirt. And you know what we have to get people focused on is, you know, the feelings that they've been afraid to share the trauma that they re-experience over and over and over again. Um, and get that real time support from their peers feel like they aren't alone. Um, I I'm quoting Brene Brown here, but, um, here's a guessing game for you, Carl. All right. The number, guess what the number two cause of early death is. The number two cause of early death. According to Brene Brown. Okay. Okay. So can, can I ask a question before I give my answer? Yeah. Okay. Does she mention what the number one cause is? Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. Oh, 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 oh okay, 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 sure. Yeah, not a problem. Um, <laughs> so the number two cause um, would be the inability to feel loved? Yeah, it's loneliness. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I mean, not yeah. cool, but I'm, I'm glad that I was right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the number two cause of early death is loneliness. Mm. And guess what number one is? Rejection addiction oh addiction oh okay alcohol that's crazy yeah so you know these are literally the number one and number two things that are plaguing society yet no one knows how to talk about it no Mm -hmm. one feels safe talking about it no one's family members feel safe talking about it Mm -hmm. and that combined with a truly vicious disease Mm -hmm. you know what do we expect is going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I was lucky in that I got the right resources in the right time. You were lucky yeah. in that you got the right resources at the right time, the right people met the right people at the right time. But when it comes to this world where six out of seven people who need help are never getting it, and the one in seven who do have an extremely high relapse rate, what are we doing to create? a safe place for those people to be vulnerable, understand that they're human, Mm. understand that they're people who may have a genetic predisposition to alcohol or drugs, um, but they deserve help in that their life is worth the work. You know, what are we doing there? Um, And, you know, that's where we at Sober Sidekick intend to challenge society Mm and empower people where they're at. 
I I can't save the whole world as a person. You can't save the whole world as a person. But what we can do is we can work to empower individuals to help other individuals. And that's what I'm all about. Wow. That's I, I love I love it so much, man, because right now we are tackling the questions that need to be answered. And um, you know, I'm just so glad you came on the show today, man. And I'm so happy that we're able to do this interview. Um, hey, we're going to take a quick um, pause for a moment. I'm going to play a commercial and then we're going to come back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about your app and how it is empowering people to make that change for themselves. The Sober Podcast is now part of the Soberverse. It is another innovative solution developed by the Sober Network. The Sober Podcast is giving a voice to recovery. For more information about this and all the other parts of the Soberverse, visit us at thesoberverse.com, thesobernetwork.com, sober.com, sobersystems.com, soberpodcast.com, sobercoin.io, and recoverycoaches.com. All right, a little commercial there for us. And Chris, welcome again. Um, so we were just talking about the app and, and kind of your story on on how the app has kind of come about, right? But now I want to talk about the app itself. I want to talk about how this app is helping people stay sober. And you said something so eloquently earlier because we were talking about the um, the way that the app functions. And I want you to explain to people what makes your app in this way so much different from any other app that's out there? Yeah, yeah. So first off, um, you know, I want to start out with, you know, the idea of staying sober or helping people stay sober. I think of a quote by Paulo Coelho, which goes like, if you live as if you're never going to die, you die as if you never lived. And mm. When I look at recovery, you know, there's staggering metrics when it comes to overdose deaths, cirrhosis, alcoholism, DUIs, all these different things, all these different things that we can count. But what we can't count is the lives that were never lived due to addiction, the people who lived their full lives in isolation. And that's really what we're here to break. You know, getting sober is just the first step. We want to help you live your life. We want to help you deal with the job you got and the job you didn't get. We want to be there for you when your first child is born. We want to be there through all these moments and we want to support you through every aspect of the journey because we truly believe we're stronger together. That's why our mission statement is to create the most epic wave of real life comeback stories the world has ever seen by empowering people to help people. Now, when it comes to staying sober, you know, as we know, uh, addiction is the blood on the shirt. So what we're doing here is we're bringing people out of isolation and what this platform does in a way that no other platform has really done is we created a mechanism where no one will ever post within our platform without receiving support from another member. We call it our empathy algorithm. Empathy Mm -hmm. is literally a driving force of our entire technology. And since we've launched, 
um, we just hit 100,000 members, mm. which is huge because we were at 10,000 members this time last year. Wow. And countless members claiming it saved their life because at 2 a.m., when you're struggling, you can write a post on Sober Sidekick and on average, 6.8 members will respond wow. with support. And it's not just sometimes, it's every time at 2 a.m. in the waiting room of the doctor's office. You know, while, while, you know, stuck in, you know, an argument with a significant other, sober sidekick is there when there's not a meeting, when there's not a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we're dealing with environments, you know, toxic environments that many of our members are in. You know, they're in rural areas where there's no meeting within 50 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who don't have access to therapy, don't have access to mental health care. You know, in our country, really proactive mental health is only for the privileged Mm -hmm. and even for the privileged, because we have very wealthy members on our platform. It's not necessarily available all the time when you need it. And there's just so much power that comes from an individual supporting another individual because that individual has no motive. They don't get paid. They're doing this as a result of their own recovery. Yeah. And the power that that brings, you know, I, I see members um, literally save each other's lives, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen someone write a suicidal post on Sober Sidekick. I didn't see it in real time, but I saw it the next day. Mm-hmm. And I saw that within minutes, she had received 20 to 30 messages of advice from her peers. Wow. And she literally posted the next day and claimed that I'm here today because of you guys, wow. you know? So like I said, it's, it's not me doing us anything heroic. It's not any of our founders doing anything heroic. Um, it's people saving each other. Yeah. Um, and we're just here to empower as many people as we possibly can to create that epic wave of comeback stories. Wow. That's, that's so great, man. And I really love this app. And if you guys are looking for an app to download and you want to have that sense of community and you want to have the sense of connection, uh, the Sober Sidekick app is really a wonderful app. Um, I use it and I, I love the app. I get so much feedback every time that I put that post up there. Like Chris said, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people are responding to the post with positive reinforcement, positive affirmations. You know, it's having it's like having my own cheering section along with it. So, Chris, we're really happy that you've come on to the show today. Um, so all the information that we're listing right now um, or talking about right now is going to be listed in the show notes. So uh, right now you are downloadable on the um, Google Play Store and also um the Apple um, app store. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, cool, brother. So again, we're really happy that you're on the show today. Um, We're going to change gears a little bit and we're going to do a rapid fire question section. Are you ready, my friend? Let's do it. All right, brother. And these are ones you have not heard before because I asked you some on another interview. All right. Would you fake your own death if it meant protecting your family? Yes. Yes. All right. How often do you floss? When I go to the dentist. 
All right. A night out or a night in? A night in. A night in. All right. Do you have kids? No. (laughs) Have you ever traveled abroad? Yes. All right. What do you collect? I collect uh, monster cans. Oh, monster cans. Too much energy. (laughs) It's an accidental collection. Right. And I don't take out the recycling. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Who do you text the most? My co-founder, Jake. (laughs) Your co-founder, Jake. Big shout out to Jake out there. All right. What is your favorite word? Come back. Come back. Ooh, but you used it today. All right. Well, what do you hate hearing? What do I hate hearing? Outside of this background music? Um, (laughs) I don't know. I'll I'll go with the background music. All right, the background music. All right, we're going to get elevator music next time, man. All right, what is your go-to pastime? My go-to pastime? Yes. Basketball. Basketball. Oh, that's a good one. What was your favorite subject in school? In college, it was economic development. Okay, cool. I think there's a... It's really uh, fascinating looking at innovations that can empower people. I love it. Um, because every every business is a social impact business. It's just whether it's a good one or a bad one. Absolutely. And, you know, it's how intentional you are. Oh, I love so that. Facebook I, is a social impact business. Yeah, I love it, man. All right. What is your favorite store? Favorite store? Wawa. Ah, I like the Wawa. All right. <laughs> and the last question that we ask all of my guests on any of my shows, who is your favorite Disney character? Favorite Disney, Disney character. I, I'm going to go with Moana. Ooh, that's a good one, man. Moana. Yeah. And that's very, uh, very accurate just because you came back from Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Well, great, man. Well, if you guys would like to download Chris's app, um, it is available on your uh, device. Just go over to the store and you can look for it. The sober side kick and, um, Chris, it's been really good to have you on the show, man. And I really appreciate you taking the time this evening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you invited me. Um, I'm grateful for any opportunity to, um, to share our story because mm-hmm. it's really not my story. It's our story. Um, it's a collective story and we, we want your story to be a part of it out there. If you're listening, whether it's day one or day 1000, you know, we, we want, we want to be a part of your story and we want you to be a part of our story. Um, you know, there's, there's so much more that we're capable of than we can imagine. We're always stronger than we think we are. And sometimes all it is, is a change in perspective that turns everything around. And my change in perspective didn't come from within. It came from the people that surrounded me. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you all for listening and I can't wait to see you on Sober Sidekick. Awesome. Thank you very much, everybody, and have a good night. We want to thank you for joining us for this episode of The Sober Podcast. We hope it has been as good for you as it was for us. 
please share our show with all your friends, family, acquaintances, and future encounters so that we can grow and make our mission a larger reality. We have a growing social media presence on all the platforms, so find us and like us, especially on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are listed on all the major podcast directories, such as Spotify, Google, Apple, and the rest of them. Thank you all who make this show happen and our co-hosts, Carrie, our producer, and our sponsor, The Sober Network.